Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is Season 1, Episode 27. Today's episode is another installment in my series on where to start with reading different genres, and joining me today to talk about where to start reading horror for sci-fi and fantasy readers is Stephanie from the Books in the Freezer podcast. Very excited to talk about this today. It should be fun. If you enjoy the podcast, I'd appreciate if you could take a moment to rate and review us so we can continue to reach more listeners. And if you're interested in getting early access to episodes as well as exclusive bonus content with our guests, consider supporting us on Patreon. Huge thanks to our supporting patrons, including our world-expanding patron, Trina. You all make this possible. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining me to talk about horror, Stephanie. We've been talking about this for a while. (laughs) I am excited to be here. I'm glad we're finally, finally doing this. Yeah. Yeah. No, me too. And I I feel like you are definitely the right person to have on for this. So if you want to tell everybody a little bit about what you do with Books in the Freezer podcast and where they can find you. Yeah. So Books in the Freezer is essentially like a book recommendation podcast. And we do like, well, me and a guest, I say we, we do like a <laughs> different genre or like kind of trope specific episodes, like Haunted House Stories and me and a guest will each recommend three books in that genre. And then it's called Books in the Freezer. That is a reference to the Friends episode where Joey puts the shining in the freezer. So that's actually our scary scale when we <laughs> recommend books, like room temperature is like the most accessible, not super scary. And then freezer is like, this is the extreme stuff. Like this is the, like, you are a hardened, like horror reader. <laughs> you are seasoned. You can right. handle like the freezer book. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I can do the freezer books at this point, <laughs> but I am enjoying, I'm like, I used to, th- well, and, and we can kind of get into, get into some of this. Cause I do want to talk a little bit about like history with horror. Cause I think it's interesting, but I do, used to think I didn't like horror. And then I, I feel like most people feel this way and I'm glad we're having this conversation because I am a strong believer that there is horror for everyone because there's a little bit of horror in kind of all genres and yeah. you can kind of wade into it from anywhere and it's yeah. been around forever. So even it's if true. you're a classics reader, there's a ton of options. Yep. No, it's really true. Yeah. It's been it's been fun the last few years to kind of kind of figure that out a little bit. So I do want to start with that with like, what is and we can both share a little bit about this, but what is your background with horror? What got you into the genre? How long have you been into this? And like, maybe also what prompted you to want to start a podcast about it? Well, my history with it, like weirdly, I was a very anxious, like scaredy cat kind of kid. Like I was the youngest out of my cousin group. So they all like messed with me and would like make me watch horror movies that gave me nightmares for weeks. But weirdly that became something I liked and was always kind of intrigued by. Like I would go to video rental stores with my mom and just look at cover art for movies that I would not be allowed to watch, but just be like so intrigued. Like one day when I am a grown up, I am going to rent these movies and I'm going to watch them. And then, like, I, you know, went through a phase where I, I didn't really dive into anything horror. And then after college, after I got married, I started getting back into reading. And I found BookTube and I found Katie at Chapter Stacks and she was recommending a lot of horror. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I've ever read, like, a horror book outside of the Goosebumps when I was younger, I don't think. And 
I just started reading like I I think I read like You by Caroline Kepnes and I dove like headfirst into House of Leaves, which is a wild <laughs> and intense and a very immersive reading experience. <laughs> I'm reading it in October, so I'm excited. <laughs> you have to tell me what you think. I will. <laughs> it is an experience. But after that, I was hooked. I'm like, I didn't know books could make you feel this way. And I have just been chasing that feeling <laughs> for forever <laughs> since then. I love it. So I started uh, my booktube channel and I did that. Um, I was working overnight and I was listening to a lot of podcasts and a lot of book podcasts. And I was noticing that a lot of the book podcasts didn't tend to talk a lot about horror or they would kind of say like, you know, I'm not really a horror reader. Like here's Misery by Stephen King. And I was like, it's good, but there's, there's more to it than yeah. this. And so it kind of became the like, I'm going to create the thing that I wish existed. That was the the start of books in the freezer. I love it. That's awesome. So it's interesting because I, I so I had a kind of a light bulb moment recently where I realized I think I did actually like horror when I was younger. I just didn't realize that's what it was because I like horror movies would freak me. I mean, I'm still kind of a baby about movies, honestly. Like I'm not, but I find that I can read more than I can watch. <laughs> like I do better with that. But it's interesting, I hadn't really thought about it until I saw another YouTuber talking, like he, he did this whole video talking about Ted Decker, who I don't know if you're familiar with, and he was like, yeah, he was like the Christian answer to Stephen King. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and so I, it, like, it kind of made me realize I had been reading horror. It was just like Ted Decker and Frank Peretti when I was a teenager. <laughs> did you read House? Uh, yeah. That's the one they did together. You know what? Yeah. So yeah, I did read yeah. that in, in high school. And I remember my sister and I thinking it was like, so spooky. Like, ooh, all these people in a house. <laughs> yeah, I remember. No, well, and I, you know, I mean, I enjoyed them. I remember being, I was just talking about this in a video recently that like, when I was a teenager, I read The Oath. Did you ever read this one? No, I think honestly, The House might have been the only one I read. Okay. Then, but I remember in our high school, like my Christian high school, like we all talked about it. Yeah, the oath was terrifying. So I read it on Christmas break when I was a teenager and like Christmas Eve stayed up till like four in the morning to finish it. Cause I was like, I'm gonna have nightmares if I don't like finish this book. You need closer. <laughs> yeah, it helps. So like looking back, I can now see like, okay, I have always had some level of interest. I just didn't, like it just didn't click for me that that's what it was. I guess. And then a couple of years ago, I started kind of dipping my toes into things and being like, oh, okay, maybe I do actually like some kinds of horror. It's just not everything. And so this is part of why I've now been wanting to be like, hey, I know you think you wouldn't like horror, but like maybe you actually would like some parts of it. I think especially recently, there's been a big horror boom. And I think like if you are getting into horror, this time is honestly the perfect time to get into it. Like there has been so much stuff being published in the last couple of years by so many diverse voices that I just, I mean, when I started the podcast, there wasn't this much <laughs> out there as there is now. Yeah. Well, I've been seeing, I've been seeing a lot coming out and I think often we're getting these genre blends, which I think is cool because I love a genre blend. And so I like when it mixes in, which we're going to get into with like sci-fi and fantasy and stuff, but there is a lot. So I guess one one kind of place to start is, do you have kind of go-to recommendations for people who are like baby horror readers? I tend to pull out 
um, My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix, but there are some like legitimately like <laughs> creepy scenes. Like I think I forget because like I remember I recommended Horror Store to someone and they were like, that was too much. Like, why would you recommend that to me? And I was like, oh, like in my mind, I was thinking that was like <laughs> easy peasy. Yeah. So yeah. I have to like think and be like, uh, like it depends. Like what like psychological right. stuff scare you? Does like gore scare you? And you know, a lot of people have a hard line with like animal death on page. So right, right. You have to get like a feel for what uh, people want. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, it's interesting because I haven't read those, but I did read Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady mm -hmm. Hendrix, and I loved it. And I feel like for fantasy readers who've read more sort of paranormal stuff, I mean, it does get pretty dark and intense at times. Like, but like, books are like fun, but yeah. there's definitely like a handful of like dark scenes, like yeah. the rat scene. Like, I mean, you're just oh my gosh. <laughs> All of his books have like this fun. Like I like this. Oh my god. Oh my god. What? What? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to read his newest one. Um, the Final, Final Girls. Girls. Yeah. It looks. Are you a fan of like slasher movies? Like you have like a background in that. I. You know, I don't like. I never really watched them because you know. And honestly, like I've said that I don't think I would be into them, but I haven't really watched them, so I guess I can't really say. Maybe I should try them at some point because <laughs> I did just read uh, My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham mm -hmm. Jones, and I really liked it a lot. And uh, that is kind of literary horror, but based on like the, the slasher film genre. And I liked it. I thought it was interesting. I just recorded an episode with um, the Reading Glasses podcast. We were talking about how like those should actually just be sold as like sister books. Like when you buy one, you just you have to buy both of them. <laughs> <laughs> my heart is a chainsaw and final girl support group well they both reference movies so much so that's why i was mm -hmm. asking is that they're both very heavily like referential yeah yeah like, final girl support group especially like each final girl is like kind of representing like a final girl and there's a bunch of easter eggs so okay I you mean, know you can still enjoy it without having that but there's those layers in there yeah, no, I get that. I it would be an interesting project to try it because reading it is a, was a lot of things where I was like, I remember all these things coming out when I was like a preteen and teenager and not being allowed to watch them and just never have. So I mean, maybe one day I should try going back and like watch all the things I missed. I I went through that phase after I got married. Like, mm -hmm. I grew up like very conservative, very religious, and I did have like that Same. period where I'm like. I can do all the things now. Yeah. Well, and I think for me, a lot of that has been like going into the romance genre, but I feel like horror is like another piece of it. So maybe I'll kind of, I'll get there. Did you read like contemporaries when you were a teenager? What did I read? I mean, I basically read a lot of like Christian genre fiction and classics mm -hmm. is most of what I read. That was really big at my school. I was heavy into Sarah Dessen, like anything she put out. Oh, interesting. With. See, I was not at all familiar with Sarah Dessen when I was, and I, I feel like that wasn't a thing I probably would have read. I, in high school, I got into sci-fi. So I started reading like oh, yeah. Ender's Game and Isaac Asimov. And, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I did read Dracula in high school. Okay. So okay. there's always, I feel like throughout my life, I say I went through a period I didn't mm -hmm. There's always been like something me reading yeah. something being like, I don't know what it is, but I 
really like this. <laughs> yes. And in eighth grade, we got assigned, and then there were none by um, Agatha Christie. And that was oh. another, like, whatever this is, I love it. Yeah. Love it. People getting killed off one by one in an <laughs> island. Amazing. <laughs> Perfect. Give me more of this. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. Awesome. Okay. So kind of like moving into the topic, which is like for beginners, for sci-fi fantasy readers who are like wanting to dip their toes into horror, I, I want to talk about like places to start. I've pulled some books. I know you've got some stuff to, to talk about. And I will say one thing that I have done with a lot of people is start by recommending YA horror because I feel like sometimes it can be a little more accessible for people who aren't sure they're comfortable with it. <laughs> that is a good strategy, honestly. I was like, I don't think I have a ton of like YA yeah. sci-fi, but... I have, okay, maybe I can like convince you to read some of the things that I really love. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I was like, okay, let me look at my. Wait, book. I see some on there that I've read. So maybe. Okay. okay. One of my favorite horror books is a super underrated YA horror that has sci fi elements to it. And it's Nightingale by Amy Lukovics. I want to like get more people to read this book because it's really good. It's set in like the 1950s. And it follows this teen girl whose parents want her to marry this guy who's super creepy and she doesn't want to. And then she ends up in a in an asylum because she refuses to marry him. And super weird, creepy stuff starts happening. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So there's like body horror and like you know, it's anyway, it's great. I really love it. And no, but like, I don't, I've never heard anyone else talk about this book. I haven't either. I've read, I read something by Amy Lukovics. I think it was The Ravenous, which is like about, it's a dark, like, YA family horror drama. I haven't read that one yet. I should read more of her because I know she's got a couple other books that I haven't read. And I, I really liked this one. I would say Mira Grant, honestly, as an author, is a great place to start for like genre blendy, but like, I love the like rolling in the deep into the drowning deep duology. I will say it does not hold back on the gore. Like it is a strong, like it is a horror. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're coming into it from a sci-fi angle, there's so much about it that seems so familiar. It's a duology, but I read Into the Drowning Deep first and then Rolling in the Deep is the prequel story to it. But Into the Drowning Deep is about this expedition that's going out because years ago, there was an expedition that was going out to film this like mockumentary on killer mermaids. And it was supposed to be kind of like the spoof thing, but then everyone on that expedition disappeared. So this new expedition is going out to kind of figure out what happened. And there's a bunch of scientists on board and you know, everyone's kind of skeptical, like sure, killer mermaids. Mm -hmm. Like I have my own projects I'm working on, but like I went on this thing for reasons. And I, love this book I just love like a bunch of scientists together on a thing it gives me very like Jurassic Park deep blue sea vibes and I just I loved all of these characters I felt so much when things inevitably happened to them there was great representation there was you know care there was autistic characters there was queer yeah. romance there was like so much going on and I just love the story this is like one of my favorites yeah <laughs> I recommend it all the time it's a really good one. I haven't read Rolling in the Deep yet, but I have read, um, so the prequel, but I've read the first one and I loved it. And, you know, it's kind of a slow burn too. It does end up getting pretty gory, but it takes a while to get there. 
and you get a lot of like character development. So if you like a character driven Mm -hmm. story, I think that's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Like another one that I think is horror that was, I think was mismarketed, which I think is why the ratings are so low is the 10th girl by Sarah Faring because it was, so it was kind of marketed as like a gothic thriller and it's horror. <laughs> like it's not really. Um, and I, and it has some other genre bending stuff that is a little spoilery, but it's, uh, I was really into it, but it is quite dark, especially for YA. And it's set at like an all girls boarding school in 1970s Argentina. And, uh, it gets really weird. The other thing that I think, yeah, there's a lot of, there's like some spoilery things about this book that make me really love it, but I can't, I can't, I can't talk about it. But if anybody ever is interested, wants to like track down my Goodreads page, I have a spoilery section in my review where I do talk about why I think it's so brilliant. But So I feel like there's a ton of different like types of sci-fi horror that Mm -hmm. there are. Um, Cause even I don't want to like go on like Mira Grant again, but she wrote like another like novella called Final Girls, uh, which is about this oh. like machine that's supposed to be like like um it's like experimental like VR like therapy, and it puts you in like stressful situations, and it's like supposed to help you like work through your trauma with these like horror scenarios, and that's a whole thing. But that's yeah. not my recommendation. I'm just throwing it out there. People are hey, <laughs> but one that I had a ton of fun with and I think for people that are coming into it as like very seasoned sci-fi readers talking about like space and like time mm-hmm. travel and like alternate realities and stuff uh mm-hmm. the Goth world by Tom Sweaterlich oh. was a ton oh. of fun have you read this one I read was that the one I read something by him I can't remember if that was the one I read but what I read was really wild Yes, I did read. Oh, I did read that. Yes, it's, it is interesting. It's intense. (laughs) I am, I am recommending, like, I'm like, these are heavy horror. (laughs) It's a lot of horror, but it's, it's like very sci-fi too. So I feel like it's a very sci-fi. Yeah. So I feel like it's, it's a good recommendation though, for people who are into the sci-fi genre. The like descriptor on here says inception meets true detective but yeah like there is a ton of body horror in here but it is like there is like um it's like this navy division that is like into like space and time travel and getting into like all the rules about that and interacting and it's about this woman who is assigned this case of this navy seals family who was all murdered and it goes the conspiracy goes deep (laughs) It's such a trippy book. It is. Like, trippy. Yeah. Like, reading reviews is interesting because after I read it, like, there are some people who really did not like it. And I was like, I understand, like, why this wouldn't work for everybody. But I thought it was really good. Yeah. Well, I want to recommend it on the podcast. I'm like, you know, it is horror, but I'm telling you it is, like, sci-fi. Yes. Yeah. It's very, (laughs) it's it's very, very sci-fi. I feel like I have things like my other sort of sci-fi things are are very genre blendy which I guess makes sense because I I do read a lot of fantasy stuff okay so one where I feel like it's kind of loosely sci-fi like apocalyptic ish that I really liked was Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay I really liked this and I liked the characters I know some people don't like the ending because it's like very open-ended. I like endings like that. That's like, well, I don't know if that's a way to say that's Paul Tremblay's thing, but I mean, 
but it's kind of like I mean I'm not I don't hate I don't hate that I don't <laughs> like he's one of my favorite authors I don't hate it yeah but people you know have strong feelings about it like my husband hates open-ended endings surprises <laughs> them yeah I think it's interesting I like it but the, no this one's interesting because it's like this family like two dads and their daughter who go on vacation at this cabin and then it turns into kind of this home invasion story sort of but it's like mm got some like weird kind of all sci-fi like some like sci-fi potentially sci-fi vibes to it i feel like yeah which is interesting that, like, stressed me out like <laughs> it was a very stressful reading experience <laughs> I can see that. oh man uh have you read the luminous dead no i haven't that i think is a really good one so it's on another planet and you're following Geyer who lies about her experience to get this cave diving job. And she's essentially going to be solo. So she has this gear and she has a woman named M basically like speaking in her ear and telling her like what her objectives are and her directives. They kind of get off to a rocky start because like she doesn't know that M basically has like full control of her suit. And if she just doesn't like what she's doing, she like sedates her and like they start to have this weird like tense relationship where like she thinks that she's keeping information from her and she's like asking like, wait, what's going on in this cave? Like things are supposed to be there that aren't here. Like, am I alone in this cave or is there something else here? Oh, so wow. it is like the claustrophobic yeah. and tense. Like I only have like one connection to the outside world and I don't know if I can trust that connection. What is that connection not telling me? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's intense <laughs> um yeah yeah okay so like another I feel like some of my a lot of my favorite books end up being super polarizing where people sort of love them or hate them which is fine but one that's that our, I really that's our book reviewer life like, I know well yeah yeah I mean some books are more like most people at least think they're fine but a lot of my favorite books like there are people who hate them <laughs> so it's fine. I guess with horror, you would get more of that probably, wouldn't you? That would be like yeah. pretty, pretty common. I really like TikTok I post is like, I hated this book. Yeah. It was overrated. Okay. Of course. Of course. You live that life. Yeah. Okay. So I really loved Gideon the Ninth by Tamsin Muir, which um, if you don't like Gideon as character, you're probably not going to enjoy the book super much, but this is a huge genre mashup. It's like a space fantasy with a closed circle murder mystery and a lot of body horror. So it's like this really interesting, weird <laughs> story. And like Tamsin Muir, I feel like does these really experimental things with writing because the second book in the series, the first like almost two thirds of it, you will be super confused as to what's going on. It's very like disorienting, but then everything becomes clear and then you're like, oh, you're brilliant and this was all on purpose. And now I see what you're trying to do with this. So it's really like not everybody's cup of tea, but I think really interesting and has a lot of horror mixed with like sci-fi fantasy elements to it and a lot of like goth vibes <laughs> nice. i mean a lot of people have recommended this book to me and i've been like a little nervous to check it out because it did seem like dense and i think part of my issue with like i know it's not like high fantasy but it's like yeah. stuff like that i'm just like i think i'm too dumb like i think it's just like there's too much going on and i get like what is happening <laughs> 
which you yeah. mentioned. It's like- yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the biggest thing with it is keeping track of all the people like yeah. it. Like I, I kept like flipping back to like, okay, who is who? Like, that's the hardest part for book one. Book two, that's less of an issue. But for book one, it's all, and well, honestly, it's kind of similar to And Then There Were None is the same way where it's like keeping track of so mm-hmm. many char- characters. It's got kind of a similar thing. Well, you don't Plus, keep track of them for too long. I mean, people start dying off in this one too. I mean, same same thing though. Like, some people keep dying off, and like, we don't know why and who's killing them. So, yeah, I love that. Um, <laughs> people just keep dying off. Uh, my next pick is Lakewood by Megan Giddings. Yeah, have you read okay. this one? Mm-hmm. It's good. I will say it's a little more. Not on the surreal side, but I guess there are like surreal parts to it. So yeah. I personally like to know that going into that, going into a book. I don't know why I don't like being surprised with surrealism. It's like a big thing for me. <laughs> but this is about a woman named Lena who is in a tough financial situation uh, with her family. And so she takes she takes this job essentially participating in medical experiments. And, and it is because like the money just seems too good to be true. She's in a tough spot and it just kind of seems like this is it. I can either take this job or I can like take a job where I'm working a ton of hours and making no money. Mm-hmm. And just going into like the types of experiments and like what they tell them and don't tell them. And there is so much in this book. And I mean, it is kind of a meditation on class and on the history of medical experimentation on black bodies. And uh, this is like a, a hard to read book at some points. And I do like book descriptors like comps and it says it's like the handmaid's tale meets the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks. And I'm like, yeah, yeah like that yeah yeah that's kind of like that <laughs> a little bit of that a little bit of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is really good though it's mm-hmm. but it, it's intense it is there's a it, lot yeah, of yeah. like the body horror the medical horror it's yeah yeah so definitely be aware of that going into it what yeah. you will find yeah no that's a good one another kind of like big genre mashup that has some sci-fi elements is a ring shout by p jelly clark have you read this yes that was kind of fun it's really good it's so it's a novella that's like historical i guess it's more fantasy but like historical fantasy horror that kind of imagines when is it i think it's set in like early 1900s america and imagine sort of what if kkk members were actual monsters mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's really interesting and really smart i mean he's a professor and his books all pack so much like actual history and culture and stuff into them which i think is really makes for like an interesting story to unpack all the details of yeah i liked that too and i loved the characters in this yeah really fun yeah there's like so many like different types of horror like yeah i just recorded an episode on like eco horror which is like essentially sci-fi horror yeah yeah (laughs) so i do have to talk about annihilation by jeff vandermeer like that is have you read that one i haven't read it no i've heard about it but i haven't read it it's really short too like it's a it's a pretty quick read but essentially it's about this area 
in the United States called Area X and it's like getting bigger and like scientists are trying to figure out like what is going on there because like nature seems to live by its own rules and there's like a weird barrier that's gone up and they've sent several expeditions of people to go and check out Area X. Stuff has happened to all of them. Like one of them, they all came back with cancer. One of them, like they all kind of lost their minds and all died in a big shootout. Um, so this is like the 11th expedition that they're sending out and they're sending out four women. It's like a biologist, a psychologist, a surveyor, and like someone else. And you only know them by their professions. Like they don't get names. You are following the POV of the biologist. And so she is looking at like the rules that the nature lives by here. There's like a weird fungus that's growing on the walls that she's like really interested in. And it becomes this like survival horror and like what happens when nature fights back and like nature lives by its own rules, but also like, I don't know these people that I'm with, like the psychologist mm -hmm. has directives like from the Southern reach company that sent them out that like none of them do. And she has the power to kind of like hypnotize them to like get them to go to sleep. And it's just like a weird power thing. It's a lot. Like I love this. Book. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really interesting. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, I've seen it around a lot. I just, you know, didn't know much about it. That's interesting. It's, I love this book. <laughs> cool. Awesome. You know, it, it is funny looking at my shelves. I'm like, man, I really have gotten into horror in the last couple of years because like, I have a lot of books that I own now that are like... <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, so I don't know how much you have of sci-fi versus fantasy. We can kind of do a little bit of both. Yeah, I have some fantasy and then I have okay. some that is more maybe like folklore. Because I mean, cosmic. Cosmic is essentially like fantasy elements. Okay. And then like stuff like that. I do have some. Okay. So like kind of talking about, we had, like I feel like we have we have done quite a few sci-fi. If you have any other sci-fi ones you want to kind of like throw out there. And then mm -hmm. maybe we can pivot to fantasy places to start for fantasy readers. I was going to say Never Let Me Go, but that's not like a ton of horror, but it is like one of my favorite like literary sci-fi. I need to read that one. I, it's on my, I, I have a copy of it. I just haven't read it yet. You absolutely do before like someone ruins it for you. Like if you've made it this far without it being ruined, like you, you have to read it. Good. Okay. One that I would say is a bit of a freezer book so be aware is the loop by jeremy robert johnson like it's just like very gory <laughs> okay <laughs> um but it takes place in i want to say it's in the pacific northwest either oregon or washington but it's these teenagers and this whole town starts getting like people just start turning and um it's kind of going back to this like company that's making this technology and it's kind of like oh the like kooky conspiracy like talk radio guy that's been like spewing all these things about like you know these like tech companies overreaching and experiment experimenting on us like what if he's right and it is like oh, you know wow. these teenagers getting together and just trying to survive trying to see like who they can still reach out to and like find a way out um mm -hmm. it's like a fun like adventure like takes place in less than 24 hours type story but it is gory okay <laughs> <It's> no <laughs> And then, like, the River of Teeth. I don't know if that's, like, really horror, but it's fun. I've been, I've been wondering about that. Like, I've seen it. I haven't read I haven't read it, but I... Like, an alt-history sci-fi western? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And as always, 
all of the books we talk about will be linked in the show notes however if you if you're looking for anything okay so pivoting more to like the fantasy side I mean I know I've been talking about stuff that has fantasy vibes anyway because that's a lot of stuff I read I feel like there's a lot of interesting things that are fantasy ish one of my favorite YA books that is kind of like fantasy horror is uh Sawkill Girls by Claire Legrand which I really love it's set on a creepy island it follows three girl perspectives. It's like queer women tearing down the patriarchy. It is very creepy though. It's got a lot of like disturbing scenes in it, but it's really good. It and it's does. got, yeah. yeah, it's a, I just, I love her books. I'm so excited because I have, I haven't read it yet, but I got an arc of her next horror novel that's coming out in February called Ex Ooh. Ecstasia or Ecstasia. And it's also, I think kind of about like a religious cult. So I'm like, I'm really excited about it. It's really interesting. Yeah. For horror with fantasy, I would say Christina Henry is also a really good place to start. Like, I know she does these kind of really dark fairy tale retellings. My personal favorite of hers is Lost Boy, which is a like yeah. a dark Peter Pan retelling from the perspective of Captain Hook and like his history with Peter Pan. And it is dark <laughs> <laughs> I've not read from her but I've seen her stuff around so it's yeah that's my favorite and then she has her Alice in Wonderland books pull up Alice and then I she's written more in that series but I haven't read. she's actually yeah I would say if you like horror fantasy she's a good place to start what was her other book that came out recently the ghost tree was like coming oh, of yeah. age coming that of age interesting like, witchy horror fantasy that sounds fun i've i've been eyeing that one i haven't actually picked it up but i keep looking at it <laughs> so... it's calling to you, yeah i'm like hmm mm -hmm. i want to read that yeah i feel like i have some witchy sort of fantasy horror things and then i've got one that's kind of like vampire ish i guess more that I don't think I realized before I read it was going to be horror, but I would say it is, um, which is My Soul to Keep by Tanana Reeve Du. Have you read this book? <laughs> uh, no, I've read her short story collection and I've read The Good House, but I have not. Okay. I would just say, like, it, mm, if you are a parent, like, and you need any content warnings, like, check out for this book. It's got... <laughs> Yeah, it's really dark, but like, I mean, it was very, very good, but it has like one of the most intense scenes I've ever read. It's it's interesting because it's following a couple, they're married, and the guy is actually immortal, not exactly a vampire, but vampire-ish, mm -hmm. and the wife doesn't know that, but like, then she starts to realize, and they have a daughter together. And she starts to realize that there's like some weird stuff going on and it just gets very dark. <laughs> it's like, it's a lot. It's very good, but <laughs> yeah, but it's got more of that like kind of paranormal mm -hmm. fantasy elements to it. I really enjoyed like everything I've read by her. Mm -hmm. I know that's like a whole series, right? Like that's like book one. And, like it's book one. I know there's. I know there's more. Well, I think what's so interesting about it is that the husband is, he's not exactly a villain. Like he's, yeah. which I think is really interesting and it's disconcerting because he's done really awful things, 
but he's also like you can also kind of see where he's coming from <laughs> sometimes <laughs> and so it's disturbing because he's like she doesn't she never makes him like a full-on villain that is interesting yeah um i would say another author to check out if you like the horror fantasy blend is chuck wendig i need your okay i i want to read him i have a book of his on my tbr that i haven't read yet the new one uh, yeah book of accidents yeah that's a good one. My personal like favorite of his is he had uh, the Miriam Black series that those were like absolutely up my alley. You follow okay. a woman named Miriam Black who has a power that like when she touches people, she sees like how they're going to die and like when they're going to die. And she like you're in her her POV and she is like, like very foul mouthed, very like fast talky, like very I say like Lorelai Gilmore, like very like. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I like that. Like that style of talking. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like the thing with Chuck Wendig's books, I feel like is his characters all have like a very distinct way of speaking and you just need to buy into that world that everyone okay. just like speaks this way. Everyone okay. just has this like, it's like you're watching Gilmore Girls. Like it's just, this is how people talk in this world and we're just going to go with it. I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah. So like in the, in the books, you know, she's like, a hitchhiker and she's kind of like getting herself into trouble and like she gets a ride with a guy and um you know he's being very nice and she touches him and she sees like he's being tortured and people are asking what he knows about her so she knows that like oh she's somehow involved in this person's death and like that starts like a whole chain of events and it is like every book i'm like on the edge of my seat like where's gonna happen <laughs> and i love miriam i love miriam as a character that's cool. Yeah, I, I've heard good things about him. The Book of Accidents, like the cover and the description, I was like, this seems like it's going to be so my thing. So I did. <laughs> like, I've never read anything by him, but I'm going to buy this book because it sounds really good. A couple of like witchier kind of picks. One that I think is really interesting. And actually, the author is a trans woman, too. And it's like a pretty diverse series but very horary is uh, the first book is burn the dark by s.a hunt it's the first book in the malice domestica series and uh these follow a a punk youtuber who has a channel where she like hunts down and kills witches <laughs> like and witches in this world are like really evil and creepy and so she's returning to her hometown for the first time in years and trying to track down the coven that she believes murdered her mom. And yeah, it's the first in a trilogy and like each book just gets a, like increasingly like violent. <laughs> like intense. The first book I was like like honestly for my taste, like the the second two books were a little much for me in terms of my preferences with horror cuz like they got oh, yeah. very very gory and like intense with some things um but i i did really like the first book and i do think they're doing some interesting things also she has a love interest who's like a disabled war veteran which is cool and they're just saying a lot of interesting things too where like the horror is both the creepy witches and stuff that's going on and also like homophobia in the american south <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah, it's it's like an, it's an interesting one. I've seen that one around. I will have to check that out. Yeah, another author that I think does a really good job of blending horror and fantasy. Well, especially in cosmic horror, is Haley Piper. Her book, 
her novella, um, The Worm and His Kings. Um, she's a trans woman, and it is about a woman whose girlfriend has recently gone missing. Like they were living in a homeless encampment in New York, and she mm-hmm. thinks that she's kind of been taken underground by this entity. So she starts kind of descending the subway system. And there's like stuff going on. There's possibly like a cult and like maybe an ancient deity of some kind. Like it is like <laughs> wild and interesting. Creepy. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love Haley Piper as an author like her. If you follow her on social media at all, her like brand is make horror gay AF. I love it. <laughs> and then like her newest book, uh, Queen of Teeth, is about a woman who due to like a fertility company like mishap, there's like a bunch of people out there who have like this genetic disorder. So she has to kind of report to this company for like testing and they do checkups on her. And she notices um, after a hookup one day that there are teeth uh, where there should not be teeth. Oh, no. <laughs> and that becomes a situation because those teeth grow tentacles and it just becomes. Oh, my gosh. And so maybe disturbing. there's also like a blossoming romance going on uh, with this girl that she just hooked up with. And so she's just juggling a lot. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's that's intense. Wow. I love it. <laughs> okay. So my other kind of like, for, for people who want something that's more mild on the horror, like this has mild horror elements and it's more of like a witchy kind of fantasy, is The Year of the Witching by Alexis Henderson, which I really loved. It's very interesting. It's set in a different world. So it has kind of this fantasy element, but it follows a young woman who's been raised in this village that's kind of cut off from the rest of their world and it's it's kind of a religious cult they have like a particular leader and it's very patriarchal and kind of oppressive and stuff and there's like creepy woods and legends of witches in the woods and stuff and like you're not supposed to have magic but she was born where her mom got involved with the magic stuff and weird stuff starts happening. So I really liked it a lot. I think to me, what was really interesting about it is that even though there is like creepy horror stuff going on, probably the most disturbing, horrific element of it is like um, abuse of power, (laughs) like like misogyny and abuse of power Mm -hmm. and spiritual abuse, which I just found really interesting. So I loved that one a lot. That sounds really good. I've, that's one I've seen like recommended a ton. Mm-hmm. So I need to find like yeah. yeah, and it's like not super scary. It has scenes that are more disturbing and stuff, but it's not like I I feel like it it would be a good entry point for people who are worried about things being too scary. Yeah, I was thinking maybe the Haley Piper one might be a bit much for people. So I'll <laughs> <laughs> give you that. Um, yeah. A book that I had a lot of fun with, um, but it is huge. And I am not usually someone who loves long books. Like I have like a, a 400 page attention span. And then I okay. that, like, good luck. Okay. Something. But um, I read American Elsewhere by Robert Jackson Bennett. And I really liked it, especially like if you like me, we're obsessed with Welcome to Night Vale, the podcast, the like weird town in New Mexico is like a whole vibe. But this is about a woman who 
finds out that she has inherited a house in a town called Wink, New Mexico. And she's kind of at a point in her life where she's stuck. Like she doesn't have a lot going on. And she's like, well, I, I guess I own a house. So I'm going to go do that. And she goes there and everything about this town just seems off. Like there is something wrong with like the people of this town that like seems very like perfect and suburban, but there is like something else going on in here. And I think the direction it goes is very interesting. <laughs> I like that. I like like towns where there's something weird going on. Yes. Like I think that's yeah, really interesting. That's one of my favorite tropes is small town with a secret. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. One that I think also has, I, I mean, I don't, fantasy-ish vibes, kind of, I guess. I don't, I don't know. This is, I, it's all like adjacent, I suppose. But I really loved Mexican Gothic yeah, by uh, Sylvia Moreno-Garcia, which I, I, I think this also goes with the theme of often a lot of the horror I love is something that's trying to say something. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like using horror elements as a metaphor or as a way of talking about stuff. And so like in this case, it's being used as a way to talk about like colonization and colonization of the body and misogyny and stuff. And so I just thought it was really interesting. Um, and it's got like kind of a creepy house and weird people and like, yeah, yeah. It's wild. I um, <laughs> did like virtual Stoker Con this year and I heard Sylvia Moreno Garcia speak on several panels and just like she knows her stuff. Just she's like the amazing. amount of like literary studies she was pulling out. Like she's like, well, according to this like study on like, you know, this person wrote this paper on like gothic, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who just knows that? Yeah. I I love her and she's such an interesting author because she writes across different genres. Mm-hmm. I I'm planning once I read her latest book, I really want to do an episode like specifically dedicated to her because I just think she's so interesting and all of her books are set in Mexico and that's kind of mm-hmm. what they sent her, but she just writes across all these different subgenres. She does, yeah. Yeah. That's a ton. A middle grade book mm. that um, I had a ton of fun with was The Gates by John Connolly. And okay. this is the start of a series you're following a character named Samuel Johnson, who is going trick-or-treating, but it's like October 30th, not October 31st, but he's like thinking he's going to get a, a head start. Uh, but he interrupts his neighbors who are trying to summon a demon uh, from a portal to hell to to have them like grant them their desires and he interrupts this process and now there's like this portal and now there's like demons out in the world so (laughs) this is a problem that he has to deal with right um it's middle grade so it's obviously not over the top and wild and it is very much like a horror comedy like okay it's very like tongue-in-cheek like the demons he interacts with are like funny and like some of them are nice and some of them are like on his side and like helping him fix all of these things and it is like cute (laughs) (laughs) that sounds fun (laughs) i love it Okay, so like looking at time, maybe we could do a couple more. And mm-hmm. then I think that the maybe the one I'll end with is a short story collection that I think because I think that can be kind of a good entry point. This one I like it's Her Body and Other Parties by Carmen Maria Machado, which pulls not all of the stories do but some of the stories kind of pull on folklore and like fairy tales. And I just think they're really 
really, it's a really interesting collection of short stories that are horror that's very feminist, often queer, and um, I just like her work in general. I think it's really good. I lived in the dream house, but I still have not gotten around to reading and her body and other parties, despite every single person (laughs) that has ever read it has loved it and has told me that I would also love it. You probably would. It's great. I mean, in the dream house is amazing. Um, It's a memoir. It's so that's such a good book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am going to talk about another uh, middle grade. Okay. Uh, a fantasy <laughs> book from an author who is known for blending a lot of horror and fantasy, but I will say most of his stuff is pretty, pretty freezer worthy. So this, I think if you want to try this author out, it's probably a good place to start. It is Clive Barker. Um, but he wrote a middle grade novel called The Thief of Always. Hmm. And this is very like fairy tale almost, but it's about a boy who is like bored in his room one day. And then this like, being shows up and is like do you want to go to like mr hood's holiday house and we can go and have so much fun so he like goes with this being to this house where like every day is a holiday or like you experience all the holidays in one day and there's like other kids there and they are like having so much fun but of course like there is a dark side to uh all of this and there is uh, other stuff that is going on that these children are not thinking about uh, as they are just in this house like you know starting the day with like christmas and like trick-or-treating in the afternoon like there's there's some dark stuff going on but it is a middle grade novel like i said so mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. too dark right <laughs> but, um, like clive barker does a lot of like horror fantasy stuff but most of his stuff is pretty pretty intense so if you <laughs> okay. are like looking to dip your toe in horror maybe don't start with like the hellbound heart you know <laughs> or like the books of blood which i love I'm saying like there are a lot. So if you are someone who is sensitive to like a lot of body gore, which is Clive Barker's thing. (laughs) Good to know. Good to know. I love it. And you know, I mean, there's more than that, but if you guys want even more recommendations, go check out the books in the freezer podcast. um, And you know, maybe you'll find a whole new genre you're into. We're going to move to On My Radar, where I'll share recent and upcoming book releases and sci-fi, fantasy, and romance I'm excited about. And Stephanie will have the opportunity to share a upcoming or recent release as well. The books for today's episode will be released between September 28th and October 11th, with the exception of guest recommendations, which might include any recent or upcoming release. So I've got a few that are coming out that I'm excited about. September 28th, we've got three books. First up is Beasts of Prey by Ayana Gray. This is a debut YA fantasy where fate binds two Black teenagers together as they strike a dangerous alliance to hunt down the ancient creature menacing their home and discover much more than they bargained for. I'm excited about this one, hoping to read it pretty soon, and that's coming out end of September. Then a romance that I think looks pretty fun is The Matzah Ball by Jean Meltzer. This follows a woman who's a nice Jewish girl with a shameful secret. She loves Christmas. And for a decade, she's hidden her career as a Christmas romance novelist from her family. Um, So she's become a bestseller. (laughs) But when her diversity-conscious publisher insists she write a Hanukkah romance, her well of inspiration suddenly runs dry. Hanukkah's not magical. It's not Mary. It's not Christmas. Desperate not to lose her contract, Rachel's determined to find her muse at the Matzah Ball, a Jewish music celebration on the last night of Hanukkah, even if it means working with her summer camp arch enemy, Jacob Greenberg. (laughs) I love that. 
<laughs> yeah. So this just sounds like a lot of fun. I love the premise. And then uh, also coming out September 28th is Light from Uncommon Stars by Raika Aoki. This is being pitched as Good Omens meets The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet in a defiantly joyful adventure set in California's San Gabriel Valley with cursed violins, Faustian bargains, and queer alien courtship over fresh-made donuts. So I just think that sounds adorable. Then October 5th is a novella that I read and really loved, A Spindle Splintered by Alex E. Harrow. This is a subversive feminist retelling of Sleeping Beauty that puts a really interesting spin on a classic. Highly recommend that one. And then lastly, we've got When Night Breaks by Janella Angelis. This is the sequel to Where Dreams Descend. It's a second book in a duology. It's YA fantasy that's kind of Phantom of the Opera meets Moulin Rouge. So if you like angsty romance, dark fantasy, and lots of like vibes. <laughs> this is a great series <laughs> to check out. So those are some uh, some upcoming things I'm excited about. And then Stephanie, I don't know if you have anything here. I do. So September 14th, Slewfoot uh, by Brahm is coming out. And this is set in colonial New England where this woman is accused of witchcraft and she like befriends this ancient magical being. And I don't know. I watched all the Fear Street movies on Netflix and I just had a lot of feelings about like Fear Street 1666 and that's coming out. And then to pair along with it, we have a new Christina Henry book and it's Horseman, A Tale of Sleepy Hollow. Ooh. So I just want to live in this like colonial New England horror era. I'm feeling this moment right now. Yes. That's seems- September 20th. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, an anthology that's coming out that I am so excited for is When Things Get Dark, stories inspired by Shirley Jackson, who, like all horror readers, she's like our patron saint. Mm-hmm. Um, so reading an anthology of books inspired by her is like amazing. And of course, it's going to have stories from like Paul Tremblay, Josh Mellerman, Stephen Graham Jones, and it's edited by Ellen Datlow, which, again, to people that read horror is like, she is like one of the big anthology editors that is like, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, those sound great. So yeah, those will all be linked if you guys want to check them out. Lots of fun stuff happening. This has been Chapter 3 Podcast, and I'm your host, Bethany. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Chapter 3 Podcast, and you can also find us on YouTube if you want to watch the video version of the episodes. And uh, I'm also on YouTube at Beautifully Bookish Bethany talking about even more books. The next episode will be available in two weeks, and this episode's bonus content will be available to patrons in the next few days. Thanks for listening. Bye.